Hello, I'm Jason Ball, News Director at KTLA 5 News in Los Angeles, and this is the News Director's Office. Well, we have another experiment going today. Uh, Producer Bobby's working remote. How's it going? It's going good. I see the cactus uh, photo behind you is still intact. The cactus is there. Yep, it hasn't fallen down. And our good friend, tech reporter Rich Jamiro, is also joining us remotely. Hello. Are, Are you at an undisclosed location? Undisclosed location in Los Angeles, uh, the home office. It's the home uh, office. very different from being at the studio, that's for sure. I'm telling you guys, this is um, like nothing I've ever seen before. My goodness, the world has changed in the last couple of weeks and continues to change. I mean, it's, I don't even know what to think anymore. There's a new challenge every day. Uh, you know, I have, we have producers producing from home, which is something mm. I would have never even been able to. How do you produce a newscast from home? Well, you figure it out. That's how you, That's what you do. <laughs> so how how many people usually are at the station, and how many people are you guys reduced to now? There are uh, fourteen seats in each producer pod, mm-hmm. and there's three of them, so that's twenty one seats, and they're usually pretty full. And there's like six people out there now. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, I I really when I went into your office to sort of suggest working from home. Uh, I thought it was like a crazy idea. And then in the last couple of weeks and or the past week, I've seen almost every reporter from every station. I follow a couple hashtags on Instagram and everyone's doing it. I mean, producers, reporters, like national news, local news. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see that shift. Yeah, and- it is. You know, I wonder, you know, obviously we that I worry about the news gathering process because there's not a lot of people going out gathering news and interviewing people. So that's that's the challenge. I mean, we're doing lots of interviews via Skype or like this, you know, remotely. But at some point, we're going to have to get back to you know, when we start covering other news. Whenever that day is, that's going to be the challenge because you know you still have to go to the scene and figure out what's going on. I mean, Rich, how is it? You you are one of our very specific beat reporters. How has it been for you? Well, it's been really interesting because I, in the past, you know, it seems like it'd be very easy to interview people over Skype because everyone's a techie. You're interviewing people that know about Skype and know how to use Skype. But I've always frowned upon it because it's just not the same. You know, it's yeah. so much better to be face to face. So we've had, you know, most of the time people either fly into Los Angeles if they don't live nearby um, or we somehow meet up with them, whatever it is. We try to do a face to face. And now, you know, but also in the back of my head all these years, it's been like, oh, it'd be so easy to do Skype. And so yesterday or the day, or I think it was Monday, a couple of days ago, I did my first couple Skype interviews for TV and it is easier, but it's infinitely more complicated because you're talking about, <laughs> you know, where they're sitting, if their Wi-Fi is good, if their microphone is good, if they're facing a light source. I mean, it's a whole different thing. And plus, you're also getting like one aspect of them. Most of the time, it's just their face in the middle of the screen. Whereas when you shoot something in real life, you can be much more creative as to how you do it. You know, mm-hmm. you can walk with the person, you can talk with them. Um, so I'll say, I think I, I fall somewhere in the middle where it's nice to have it, but I'm very much looking forward to going back to the old way. And I'm, I have one more story in the can, as we call it, you know, where I've, where I went to someone's place to shoot the story and I can't wait for that to air. Cause I'm like, all right, I can't have every interview be Skype, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I'm with this person, but I will say on my last story where I was with someone, 
um, with ABC Mouse at their headquarters, I got a whole bunch of people texting me and emailing me saying I'm not setting a good example by standing next to people and talking to people. And <laughs> I mean, so you, you can't win sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you got to do some disclosure, uh, I guess, because it's it is interesting to watch some of the uh, other like the syndicated shows and things. You can tell when they're repeats and when they're live now because when the repeats they're sitting next to each other and when they're live they're. They're uh, far apart from each other, so it's it now it's beginning to look weird to, to see people next to each other. Mm-hmm. Right, right, totally. Which is, you know, the first day when we came into the station, I saw the anchors sort of sitting far apart. I was like, oh come on, that's like a gimmick. And no, it's like this is the reality <laughs> now. Like you, if you see people close, like you just said, it's it's weird now. Yeah, yeah. I was at the grocery store this weekend too, and uh, for the I actually went to the grocery store for the first time. And it was a little odd because people weren't even making eye contact. I'm like, mm-hmm. social distancing is not looking at people. <laughs> you don't not get it because you're not making eye contact. It, may, it oh. makes me curious. It makes me curious to see like what the end, like when the end of social distancing will be, and like when that will like is somebody going to tell us? Okay, it's cool. You can touch each other you can, now. You can be <laughs> cool again, or like how that's going to come down, and 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 if there's going to be a nervousness between people to like have that kind of interaction again. So it was my wife's birthday and her mom surprised her by driving up to our home and standing outside and waving (laughs) and the two wouldn't even hug. And uh, she also brought a six foot piece of, uh, I don't know, some sort of fabric that she had fashioned that she held out and said, this is our appropriate standing distance from each other. (laughs) The six feet fabric. It's it's very interesting. People are taking this very seriously, mm-hmm. and I think there's reason to because yeah. we don't know everything about this, and it mm-hmm. seems like um, you know people are catching it. But then I talk about my friend who is the C- well, I don't know if I want to say who he is, but he um, he is a reporter that actually got it over mm-hmm. in Italy, and um, so he actually had dinner with my other friend, and I asked my friend, I was like, hey, did you get it because you had dinner with him? And he said, no, I actually didn't. So they were across from a table for, you know, a whole night and didn't mm-hmm. get it. So it's like, it, it's very odd. And it, it, you know, we don't know. And I think yeah. that's part of the, why this has taken people, um, I don't yeah. know, you know. Well, I think, you know, I mean, what you just described is what they call close contact. Close contact is defined as less than six feet apart for an extended period of time. No one's saying exactly how long an extended period of time is, but... You know, it is interesting that he had dinner sitting across a table and, you know, and you're facing one another too. So it's, it is interesting. I mean, it's not an airborne, you know, virus. So that's good. It, it's heavy. So it you know, falls to the ground or to the surface. So that's, you know, it, that's why I had the hand washing is so important to don't touch things like phone right. jacks or anything. <laughs> but boy, I'd, I'd hate to be the person that sits at that seat next. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Before we started well, I, this, Jason touched every cord, every headset, every microphone, yes, trying but, to figure out how to how to get this all set up. So Yes, but I had my hand sanitizer, and I'll sanitize, I'm sanitizing again now just to be safe. I mean, that's talking about that. I mean, you you're, were joking with it before. I'm at the TV station, and I had more technology challenges than you guys did because <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm not a techie or I didn't have the, this, this is a TV world, not an Apple world. And this, you know, this uh, audio or this podcast sort of thing is more of an Apple kind of environment, right? Well, I carry around what I call the Dave Malkoff bag. 
So uh, <laughs> I will never forget when Dave and I worked together, uh, Dave Malkoff, former reporter uh, that worked for Jason, and now he's at, I believe, the Weather Channel. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget, I had, you know, I used, to, I, I used to pride myself on being so minimalistic when I traveled. I would have my reporter's notebook, my pen, and my phone, and that was it. And then I meet Dave, and he's got his own microphone. It's it, what do you call it? Like a lipstick mic or something? Like a, <laughs> is that what it's called? Or like, a spy, so, yeah. like a spy would have? <laughs> no, it's like some sort of mic that like goes up real close to your lips, so it like sounds perfect. And there's uh, no popping. I don't know, but he had so he shows me that, and he's like, "Rich, I've got a hundred other things." And he opens this bag, and he's got he's like, "I can go live from anywhere in the world at Mount Kilimanjaro right now." And I'm like, "Oh, interesting." And so ever since that day when he put me to shame. I have carried around every single thing you can ever imagine to not only produce a segment from start to finish, record interviews, um, every cable, every adapter. And that's why I'm able to do stuff like this. But I get it. It's like it's so complicated because you get to some place and you're like, uh, oh, I don't have this one weird adapter that Apple requires me to have, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what happened this morning with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little frustrated when we got started, but I mean, this is a, we've had, since we were social distancing in the newsroom, people can't sit at the same computer desk, the desk that they've been sitting at, and it throws people off and gets them out of their routine. So I can only imagine the challenges that, that a lot of people are having working remotely. I mean, everyone, some reason there's this romantic notion that working at home is mm-hmm. a nice thing, but it, there are certain challenges in getting your home office up to speed. I mean, do you have any, um, what are the, I suspect Rich, you've been getting questions from viewers and what are the biggest challenges that people are facing? Um, the number one challenge is, is good Wi-Fi. So a lot of people are realizing that their network at home, they take for, you know, when you're at home and you're watching Netflix and stuff, it's fine because Netflix is actually engineered to work on a variety of connections and it, it works when it's peak demand and low demand. But when you're actually trying to do consistent work at home, it's a little bit different, you know, unless you're just checking email. But a lot of times people are, are video calling and they're using different apps and they're trying to upload large files, all the stuff that you take for granted at work that just sort of works. And if you need help, by the way, you've got an IT person that can, you know, you kind of say, hey, my computer's not working. Like, can you fix mm-hmm. this or install this app or update this? And at home, you don't have any of that. And it's so yesterday when I was trying to VPN to the station and it was early because I get up early. And so I'm like, I don't even like, who, where do I even start? Like at work, you would just literally ask someone that sits next to you, you know, like, hey, uh, who do I ask about this? And they would direct you. But at home, when you just have iMessage and you're like, who do I message? Like, well, I don't even know who to ask, you know? Um, and so that's like, so I think those kind of things are, are what people are asking about. Um, teachers teaching from home, you know, a lot of them are using now their video chat software. So Zoom obviously has, I mean, it, it has just taken over the world. I mean, nobody ever used Zoom until like last week. <laughs> and now everyone has like, oh, here's my Zoom ID, Zoom happy hours, Zoom get togethers. You know, my friends are hanging out on Zoom now because we can't see each other. So yeah. that's pretty wild. Um, and then, of course, I'm, I got a lot of questions about my light here because I've got this ring light that I use, uh, which I've had for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I use it just for recording stuff at home, podcasts, whatever. And uh, a lot of people were asking about that. Like, what's that ring light? And it's just a light that kind of goes around your phone. A lot of the YouTubers use it. And it's that's a, the I Kim Kardashian light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes it just makes things look nice. Because I feel like 
I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just so used to TV where you want good lighting that it's weird when I'm like looking at a web, um, you know, a live thing. And I the person is like so poorly lit, like my kid's teacher the other day. I'm like, she needs a ring light. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think everybody's doing that. And they're realizing that you know, working from home means you still got to get dressed if you're doing a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to brush your hair, Bobby. I know. And I did today. <laughs> First day this week. But I agree with you, Jason. This this whole romantic notion of working at home is 100%. Like, I think this was a good reality check for a lot of people because I cannot wait to get back. I am, I told Lindsay, I was like, this is like going to renew my interest for like, you know, waking up early, getting to the Mm -hmm. studio. Like, Mm -hmm. I take for granted the fact that we have people to flip on the lights, Mm -hmm. to, you know, align the camera properly. I mean, you know, make sure all the audio is good. Uh, When you're at home, it's just so different. You just, it's a, it's a mindset and I'm sure a lot of people can get past it, but it's a very different mindset when you're at home because yeah. there's, you know, you're like, oh, I could throw in that laundry right now. Uh, should I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, and then snacking, let's not even start on that. Like the amount of eating that you do when you're home is, is totally different mm-hmm. than at work. And Rich, for you, like, I, I, I know that you're kind of one of the people that is basically like constantly working, um, you know, even when you're at the station, but now that you're working from home, do you feel that even more? Does it, it oh kind of gosh. feels like you're always on, right? Like yes. even, even when you finish your work for the day, it's almost like I'm still kind of here at work with things that I could be doing. I don't know. It's interesting in that way. Yeah. I, I, uh, started work yesterday at like, I think it was about 6am and then I ended at six, six thirty, I think mm-hmm. at night and I closed my laptop and I said, that is it. I am done. I am not doing anything else. <laughs> I am, I am finished. Like this is it. And then of course I had to open it two more times to send out two more little things, <laughs> right. but it's, I think the difference is at work, you're very much, um, and I don't want to get people angry, but you are more productive in a way for sustained periods of time. Like if you're at work, you know, you're there for a certain amount of time, you're going to get your stuff done. Whereas at home, more you know, yeah. yeah, you can kind of like move things around. You're like, okay, well, I was going to get that done before lunch, but now I'll do it after lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just much more flexibility, but at the same time, you're right. It kind of extends your day. Uh, now I've got two kids at home and my wife who's working from home. So that also makes things more complicated. And a lot of people are dealing with that as well. So if you don't have that, it is a little bit easier and it might feel even better than the way I feel at home, which is, you know, trying to make sure everyone's quiet, make sure everyone's fed and, you know, doing their thing. I mean, I, th- these are all, you know, very interesting new challenges. And I, I think that's, you know, it is interesting to, to watch all of that. And uh, I mean, I think maybe we have to re something we're going to reevaluate is time the best measure of your or is it your productivity? You know, if you're working from remotely and you get all your work done and, and you spread it out over 12 hours. Is that okay? Or do you need to be focused on your eight hour shift in the building? You know, it's just, it's a whole new world in many ways, I think. Mm-hmm. And I feel like reporters have always been sort of project oriented in general. I mean, if yeah. you're, you know, if you're our a producer, is, yeah. yeah, our whole business is like, you know, a reporter is, you know, and, and also working from the field. It's not an, it's not, Working from home is not a new idea for reporters because, you know, a lot of them report to the field. They do their story out in the field. They produce from the field. This is just totally different circumstances than what we're used to in a lot of ways. And it's not just the reporters. I mean, when I heard that my you know producer at 5 a.m. was working at home and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that they can produce a show from home. How do you time that out, Jason? How do they do that? So what we're doing is those three, like those three hours, there's one of them is here and she's boothing all three hours, but they're building the shows. Okay. Mm. You, because the biggest challenge is you can't even, 
you can't watch the show in real time because there's a delay from leaving right. the station going through your cable system and all that. So it's like, you know, some of them are like even like a minute delay. So it's yeah, the latency. Yeah, that's and that's another thing when you mentioned about working from home. Um, people don't realize, especially with, you know, recording things and all that, there is latency. And that means things are not necessarily happening in real time. And that comes into play when you're recording things or you're trying to do video stuff. I mean, in the field, you know, with with satellite, you always have had that. And with, you know, even in my studio, we use, um, what do we use now? TVU, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. But yeah. there's always like a, a small delay, you know, from when you hear. So in my ear, when I'm in my studio, I hear the anchors talk to me first before and even though it sounds like I'm talking right back to them, there's still a delay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So because the audio is moving faster to my ear than the video transmission. I mean, it's really that's an interesting thing, too. What, um, Jason, I'm curious, like across the corporate, because it seemed like our company, you know, implemented all these changes very quickly. Was there a lot of talk at the top about like how to do this and how to, you know, let people do this? I mean, we just decided what we were going to do and we've done as quickly as we can. And it's literally has changed every day. And first it's like, there's no way a writer and a reporter, a producer can work from home. And then we were like, they came up with a plan. They worked together. I'm like, okay, let's try it. And, you know, everybody wants it to work right now because we want people to be safe and we want people to, you know, be out of the building. If you, my message is if you don't need to be in the newsroom, don't be in the newsroom. Because the fewer people we can have in there is just the safer it is. So everyone's really working. And is it perfect? No. But everyone's working really hard to do it. So we're, you know, I don't know that the regular public, public realizes what a team effort putting a newscast on the air is. I mean, it takes 20, 20 30 people to do it. And, you know, working together. And if one thing falls apart, then it impacts all these other things. So, Everyone is being extremely patient about, you know, if this certain thing doesn't happen, this video doesn't get cut, this story doesn't get written or doesn't get filed or the rundown doesn't update or all those things. It just happens and we're going to have to go with it and go with the flow. And it's, you know, we're probably in a better position than than some other TV stations just from the fact that it, that we roll with lots of things and live TV is what it is. And you know, we we just kind of go with it. But it's it's been a challenge for sure. I've been I've been really surprised to see. Uh, like I said earlier, I follow a bunch of hashtags related to TV news on Instagram, and I've just been seeing so many reporters like you know posting their home offices and their makeshift studios. I saw one guy who anchored the entire newscast from his apartment. He had a backdrop of like I think it was Miami or something like behind him, and he used his iPhone and he had some sort of teleprompter. Uh, but that was impressive. I saw a weather person that had a giant weather setup in her place. I mean, it, it's really interesting. Like, I find it as a journalist really interesting to see how people are tackling this issue of working from home because it's just you. You know, we've become accustomed to a certain quality too of what we do, and um, you know, you've always known that the iPhone can do some of this stuff. But it's interesting to see it in action. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm watching you on TV right now from your and home office. 
How does it look? <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> I see your ring light. So yeah. people want to see what your light looks like. Yeah. Uh, look for the story that uh, Rich did today. <laughs> yeah. And Rich, you kind of mentioned earlier, you have the added challenge of being at home and with your family at home as people. well. Yeah. How have you, how have you struck a balance with that? How, or how do you, you know, talk to your kids about kind of what's going on and well, my one, they're both obsessed with being on live. TV. Like they both want to like photobomb me on live TV. Like that's their goal is to like get on. So they keep that's asking awesome. me like, are you live right now? Are you going to be live? What time are you going to be live today? And I'm like, uh, and so I'm, I'm tricking them. I'm like, oh, I'm not live right now. It's not because they don't care if it's not live. They only care if it's live because they, that's they're right. like, they're like those people like in the, you know, the, um, what's the guy in New York, the, the DJ who like tells people to you know, ruin everyone's live shots. Oh, is that the, the dude from Howard oh. Stern or something? Yeah, they're like, they're like those people yeah. that just come by and they just want to like say stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> how do you know this at like eight years old? You want to ruin what I'm doing for a living. Um, but so it's to answer the question, it's a lot of planning. Like we have a lot of schedules because my wife is doing, you know, my wife is a counselor. So she's doing like these serious counseling sessions with people that are, you know, you can't have a kid like walking behind when someone's like, you know, crying or in tears or, you know, all whatever she's talking to them about. So that's that's complicated. Um, It's just a lot of scheduling and a lot of outdoor time. Like I've played basketball outside for like an hour, like almost every day this week, which when do you ever do that when you're at work? Like take an hour to break and go play basketball for a little bit. Uh, No, I'm not any better. (laughs) So you're you are handling the cabin fever in a certain way of just getting outside and getting the kids outside too. I've actually been the designated person to uh, to go out. So I've been at, at like the grocery store. I've been to Target. I've been you know I've been all over town because my wife's idea is like since I was working and going into work and traveling, it's like it's like I'm already at risk anyway. So I might as well stay the one that's at risk. They've all been here for the week. I've been the one getting groceries and stuff. And that's and that's also interesting is just, you know, the stories that you see out and about as you're, you know, just doing your own grocery stores and stuff. I mean, I think that's another aspect that I found really personally interesting, even though I cover technology. It's kind of like in this time, because you have a following and you're on the news, people turn to you for information for mm-hmm. anything. And so if you can tweet out, you know, signs at your store or, you know, whatever's happening in your neighborhood, it's interesting to people because you're sort of, you know, not everyone's leaving their house and not everyone's kind of, or not everyone can even amplify a message, you know, and get it out to a bunch of people. So I like, I like that aspect. It's kind of like, goes back to like old school journalism for me, just kind of like, you know, the way you just get a message out. And it's like really interesting that that sense of community, you know, that's true. And then, uh, so, okay, Bobby, so on the other end of it, you, you live alone. Mm-hmm. How's that? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's more, I don't know if I've noticed a complete, you know, difference, so to speak. I don't know. Just, I think I kind of talked about this last time is just because of the hours that I work and then coming home, you know, without anybody here, um, you know, while everyone else is at work, it's not like I was you know, running around with friends and everything every day after work. So it just feels like that, but extended <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I've been finding myself doing more things to like stay busy. So I've, I've been trying to like cook, which has been interesting. Um, I, I, you know, producing a podcast from home isn't that, you know, different than producing it anywhere else. Um, but yeah, it's really mostly just trying to, um, manage time and, and fill my time with 
meaningful things, I guess. The days go a lot slower, by the way, when you're working from home. <laughs> I, I, w- I, I swear it's like 6 p.m. and I'll look at the clock and it'll be like 2. <laughs> so that's been weird. Are you... Um- I mean, I, I worry about people who live alone particularly because, it, it, like, are you lonely missing out on that kind of social interaction that you have with your, you know, your work team and then also with your friends and family too? Um, Bobby doesn't talk to anyone at work, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think it comes and goes. I think it comes and goes. Um, obviously, you're not being able to interact with people, you know, in person and physically, which is, you know, a challenge, but on the other end of that, we're so much more connected, at least digitally than anybody else in history has ever been. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I can talk on the phone with somebody or FaceTime with somebody or like Rich kind of mentioned earlier, we have like group video chats and obviously it's not ideal, but, um, you know, on the other hand, it could be a whole lot worse or a whole lot more difficult without having this technology to kind of keep us connected in this way. And it's interesting to see what other people are doing, um, with their time, um, like, you know, creative projects that they're putting online Mm -hmm. or, you know, kind of tapping back into something that maybe they've shelved. And then now they have the freedom, the time to, to kind of pick something back up again, or, you know, even as simple as like re downloading, um, iPhone games that nobody has played in like four years. Like I've got like three words with friends games going. It's like, I haven't played that game in like a decade maybe. So it's kind of funny to kind of see this. It's almost like we've gone back in time in a way, um, in interacting with people these ways. So that's, that's been interesting. And a lot of people have actually, um, gotten back on Facebook, people Mm -hmm. that swore it off. Um, Facebook has seen a huge resurgence because, and I even considered, I'm not really on, I'm on there professionally, but personally, I don't really use it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was actually thinking like, okay, I might scan my address book again and kind of get back into that because people are, and this is what I love as a technology person that so the the reliance on technology now is so increased. Oh and it's goodness. like, like people like my my siblings would never install a new chat app that I tell them about, right? They'd be mm-hmm. like, ah, so I've got, I've got iMessage, I'm good. Now it's like I send them a link and they're on uh, Google Duo in, in five minutes. I'm like, wow. And it's it's kind of like people have said, like, I will try things now because, you know, like this whole Zoom thing, we like we talked about, people are just open to trying technology to connect them. And I kind of love it. And, um, you know, so a lot of the stories I'm doing is kind of like that, too, is like, what what are people turning to right now? Because I mean, that's think, interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's true. I mean, we I did a a FaceTime happy hour the other day with some friends, and you know, and we were like, "Can we go out for?" Or like trying to figure out if we're going out for a walk. But my favorite was the at the beginning of this when uh, you know, the the memes that are going around. I'm gonna do yoga and meditate and all this, and then day three, I'm just shoveling ice cream into my mouth. Right. You know? <laughs> the memes are always the best, and it's so true because you find so much truth in those. You know, like the little. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I talked about the snacking at home, but yeah, it's like even homeschool, you know, like you see all these parents, it's like they have everything stacked up perfectly and the pencil sharpened and day three, you know, it's like all hell is broken loose. You know, there's no rules. The kids are, you know, the teacher's screaming at the kids, you know, it's, it's just, it's like, ah, the the school doesn't really care about this anyway. So we won't, don't worry about that. But I have been, I've been like reading with my kids, like I'm reading Charlotte's web with my kid. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, and I'm learning, like, I love actually one thing I do love is, is homeschooling them 
because I it's just fun to like like you don't really experience that with your kids like maybe if you do homework with them but like I don't know to me that's been something new because I don't really do a lot of homework with my kids because they always my, do it at school my cousin posted the uh homeschooling update uh two students suspended for fighting and one teacher fired for drinking on the job <laughs> <laughs> oh that is one thing that people have been doing more in this coronavirus is drinking yeah. um yeah. no joke it is I mean uh, people are drinking more because they are at home and it seems like it, it delineates the days. Like it, it's like, cause there's not much delineation between like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday. So it's like, if it's five o'clock, okay, it's now a new day. And I, you know, like you said, the happy hour, people are doing that online. It's actually, I mean, I did the happy hour thing with my friends and I thought it was kind of cool because yeah, it was fun. it's like something you would never do before. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I might do that as an option in the future. Because there's no driving involved, it's right. much easier. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to meet up anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's I hope true. This, I hope this like alcohol cocktails to go thing is allowed to stay. <laughs> oh, we, we had that in Louisiana a long time I ago. Know, I know. What, I just worry here. that uh, Tito's is now making hand sanitizer. I hope there's not a you know a, a, a run on the Tito's vodka. Oh my gosh! It's, I thought you could just use that straight up as hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh my gosh, Rich, I did want to ask one thing about uh, about the home office. Does it make sense, or is it better to take an Ethernet cable and plug that from your router into your computer? Is that better than using the Wi-Fi? Um, yes, it is. And in fact, I was uh, I was actually going to do that today with my computer. Um, not everyone can do that cause it's kind of a long run for a lot of people. It's like a little bit more complicated, but yes, if you want the most steady connection, um, I would say to do that. And, um, yeah, the, the problem is with the Wi-Fi. there's, since everyone's on and everyone's network is kind of like, you know, especially if you live in like an apartment situation, mm-hmm. you know, these things can get the, your neighbor's Wi-Fi can definitely impact you. And so can your own mm-hmm. Wi-Fi network. You know, it, it's not perfect. So if you want the best possible connection, yeah, go with that Ethernet cable for sure. I'm, I'm going to maybe do that today. Yeah, I, Troy's working from home, and I walked in the office, and there's a the big yellow cord running across the room. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good idea. I've also noticed that uh, sometimes even if you just close the door to your office and you're on like a Skype call or something, it can impact the, the network. You know, depending on how your network is set up, you know, Wi-Fi is not – Wi-Fi has been popularized, but I don't think it was ever meant to do exactly everything that we're doing with it because it's it's really like pushed to the limit, I feel like. Um, maybe if you have the new version, you know, which nobody has yet, Wi-Fi 6, that's probably better. But the standard Wi-Fi that we're all using is not as not as good. So doors and walls can impact the... the- oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. In fact, my producer... Um, she was, you know, she was, I was like, cause she couldn't do anything at her place. And I said, well, show me some speed tests. And they were literally zero. Oh my God. And then her, I was like, well, what do you have for like Verizon and AT&T? And she's like, no bars. So I'm like, okay, so you're basically in a, a place where like you can't get any signal. And so she ended up uh, going out and she had Spectrum come and kind of look at things. And then she got Google Wi-Fi. So if you don't have a mesh network, now is the time to invest in something like Eero or Google Wi-Fi. Okay, you just went ones. into a different language, so go back and explain what you're talking about. <laughs> well, okay, um, uh, you know, most people have like that, you know, if you have, a, let's say you have a cable company that gives you internet, Spectrum right? internet. Right, and then Spectrum has that little box that sits near your TV, right? Yes. That has the lights blinking. Yes. Well, that's that's emanating your Wi-Fi signal out. Yes. There's well, a that, router and a, there's a modem and a router. 
Exactly. Modem, router, and Wi-Fi. And so that little signal is trying to make it to your entire house. And it's really tough because everything that gets in its way um, diminishes that signal. So these new mesh network routers like Eero, E-E-R-O, which is owned by Amazon now, and uh, Google Wi-Fi or Nest Wi-Fi it's called, they will take that signal and you put a couple of them through your house. So you put like, oh. instead of having one router, it's almost like having three, but they all work together to make this one really nice signal blanket your home. So it's more and, of a network than a one, one out, more than a broadcast antenna. It's more of a network throughout your house. Exactly. It's kind of like what we have at work. You know, it's, it, it, yeah. the, the whole system kind of, uh, started with corporations, you know, where they have, you know, these office buildings, you can't just put one Wi-Fi signal in the whole building. Mm -hmm. So they would put these nodes, but all the nodes need to work together because you can't have different networks on every floor or something. You know, you have to be able to take your laptop into the conference room and still have it work. So that's kind of uh, how it all works. And those, I do recommend those. That's what my producer ended up getting. And her, now her Wi-Fi works great throughout the house. So what are they they called again? Uh, Euro... E-E-R-O is a great one. And that, that is, that was a company that was purchased by Amazon. It was a startup. They kind of, they pioneered the whole thing. So that, that guy, Nick Weaver was kind of the first guy to do this and he made it and said, you know, this is a great idea. And it was very expensive when it first came out. Uh, but now everyone has sort of done it. So you can get them from a whole bunch of different companies. It's just called mesh Wi-Fi now. And, you know, if you have, you can start with one node and then move to, you know, if you have a, a place that's smaller, you can just get the secondary node, put it somewhere else in your home. But if you have a bigger house, you can just put them in like all the corners of your home or the app will actually tell you where to put them. Um, and it, it really makes a difference. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable how well it works. And that's instead of like a spectrum. Well, you still need the spectrum. Of, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. That's what yep. I thought. So you actually, you disable spectrums Wi-Fi on the, on your little router from them. And then you just use the Wi-Fi from the system. So it doesn't really, it takes over your whole system kind of. Because even like using the, the smart TVs now and streaming on all of those devices, I mean, that takes up a lot of, I don't know, bandwidth is the right word anymore, but it takes up a lot of, of the Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. And these, the, these systems also help you manage that better. So it, and you can actually prioritize them. I there's a whole bunch of advantages. You know, you can, you can turn off your kid's internet on their devices at a certain time <laughs> each night. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's definitely some advantages to having these systems. They they definitely do a better job of the of you know getting you internet than your standard Wi-Fi system, and I think people are discovering them more and more. I mean, it's kind of known in the tech world, but the average consumer is sort of discovering them because when you go to the store, um, you know everyone calls Spectrum and says, "Oh, my internet is terrible," and Spectrum, of course, can test from their side and be like, "No, you're getting fine internet." It's probably your Wi-Fi. And then people don't know what to do after that because, okay, well, now it's my problem. What do I do? I don't know. And that's when they've turned to these systems. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to explain it. Um, uh, Bobby, tell us more about your uh, Corona Daily Um, podcast. Yeah, we're still uh, doing that. Christina Pascucci and I, we're releasing new episodes every day, just keeping people up to date on what's going on with um, the coronavirus, hearing from... Um, doctors, people who have been affected. What have you learned? Um, you know, uh, I, actually a lot, a lot of, a lot of, I feel more plugged in to like lately, like what's going on, um, both locally and federal, like on a federal level on how this is being dealt with. Um, you know, continuing to learn about how the virus is, 
being dealt with um, on, you know, from a political standpoint, an economical standpoint, and a medical standpoint. Um, so Christina and I are kind of sorting through all of that and giving it to people in kind of a, a, a bite-sized way. Um, today, today we released an episode where Christina talked to um, a, a man who contracted COVID-19 and his quarantine and kind of what he learned through that ordeal and how he kind of bounced around through the medical system early on, like one of the more earlier cases. Um, and we also hear from a doctor, um, with some tips on how people can help boost their immune system to try to stay healthy. Um, so yeah, you can check that out at, uh, ktla.com slash podcasts or anywhere else you get podcasts. Coronavirus Daily. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yes. And by the Daily. way, by the way, I do want to point out there's like five different Corona Daily podcasts now, like podcasts called Coronavirus Daily. And there were none when we when we released our first episode. Um, and now there's like four or five. So I, I just That's want to what point I'm out that people about. are piggy, piggybacking off our name, including NPR. Oh, and who well, joked to you, Bobby, you know, when I came in that day? Remember when this all started? Yeah, I was like, when yeah, are you starting you your coronavirus yeah, uh, you podcast said, every be doing day? A corona- yep. And then not and like two or three days later, it was a... Uh, I mean, it is, it is, I mean, from the news standpoint, this, mm-hmm. this is one of those, I think this eclipses almost anything that I've ever seen with interest in news. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't, I mean, we've had September 11th, we've had elections, we've had... I mean, all kinds of stuff. And this is, this is bigger than any of that. And I think part of it is to do with technology because mm-hmm. you can keep up in so many different ways and there's so many different aspects. Um, I mean, even every state having their own tracker and every news organization right. having a tracker. I mean, it's really fascinating to see the different ways that people are keeping up and, and just the interest is, is unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's a, I've been it's in Los Angeles. Evolving. Yeah, I've been in Los Angeles for 19 years. Two weeks ago, it rained. It was the first time rain was not the lead story. Weather was not the lead story. (laughs) That is so true. When has that ever happened? And it was a lot of rain, too. It was a lot of rain. That was fill your newscast kind of rain. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a big interest. But, uh, you know, the advice I'm giving everybody is, you know, be patient with one another, be respectful of each other, and, you know, wash your hands, and we're all going to get through this eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone we know is likely to get it. We can just hope for the best with their recovery and you know, just deal with it all day by day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's what we're doing. All right. What do you guys you have any entertainment uh, um, uh, recommendations for our, our listeners? What are you guys uh, watching these days? <laughs> I fin- well, everyone's talking about it. I finished Tiger King last week. I watched it in two days, that documentary on Netflix. It's pretty wild. Um, so that was, that was, that was Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. It's Tiger nuts. King. Yeah. It's, I heard it's it kind is. of all over social media right now. You got to check it okay. out. That's literally all I hear about is it's, oh my God, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. You have to watch it, but no one's really telling you what it is. So it must just, be really good. It's kind of hard to explain. It's just a really bizarre story about like feuding, uh, big cat zoos. Um, like feuding owners of these big cat zoos, but then it, it spirals into this weird story about like murder for hire plots and, and con men. And it's just like, it's like, how do these people exist? Like the people in that are, are, are characters. They're like cartoon characters, but they're, it's real. It's, it's wild. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. 
What about you, Rich? Um, I, I've been actually watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season. <laughs> so I, I've subscribed in one night. I subscribed to Hulu and HBO um, because I, you know, we're looking for things to watch. And so uh, I don't watch a whole ton of that. But Hulu, actually, I was quite impressed how much stuff they have on there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to offer up some uh, two, two apps that I really like. One is called Real Good, R-E-E-L-G-O-O-D. That helps you find the stuff that's on your streaming services. So it, it gives you like all the, it's really, really well done. And, um, and the other website I like is called onlyonstreaming.com. And what they have is anything that's brand new that's on all these streaming services, it's like just thumbnails of everything. So you can see like, here's the new stuff. And it's all the original stuff, by the way. So it's not going to be like back to the future. It's going to be whatever, you know, movie Netflix just came out with or whatever comedian just came out with the new Whatever it is, YouTube, Netflix, Apple TV Plus, Amazon, all their original stuff is on there. It's called OnlyOnStreaming.com. So those are great resources. That's great. We uh, watched season seven and, and halfway through season eight of Homeland. We're mm, actually oh. caught up. It's coming. It's uh, Showtime's doing it weekly. It's still, uh, that was pretty good. Good to catch up on that. But I can only take like eight hours at a time. <laughs> like. <laughs> That show is intense. I, yeah. did, I I don't think I can't remember how many seasons I watched, but it was a, that was a great show. Yeah, so it's back out so you can get caught up on some of the. I think it's a good time to like the shows you kind of lost interest in to revisit too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this so, is this is these are different times. Yeah. yeah, I actually thought about getting Disney Plus too because. There's always that's the library alone has got to be great, right? Yeah, there's a lot of good yeah. stuff on there. We actually find that we're watching that one the least, which is kind of odd. So, um, oh, we have a visitor. Hi, Troy. Oh, <laughs> where <it> was. <laughs> all right, bye. Oh, hi. Bye. You can uh, join our podcast. Are you enjoying Homeland? <laughs> I am. <laughs> are you enjoying working from home? Oh yeah, all good. <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 You <laughs> never know what's going to happen. I can be upset at all. Bye. That is funny. That's like my kids coming into the thing. Yeah, we've been hacked. Our our (laughs) podcast got hacked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for some time. Enjoy uh, working from remotely. Stay sane. Stay safe. Like our viewers, keep calm. Wash your hands. All the above. Thank you. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye, guys. Ciao.